Why doesn't he just go get her and bring her back if that's what he wants? Why don't you ask him? Because he won't talk to me. Well, you're lucky. And sell me into the harem of a sheik for three barrels of crude and a box of cigars. And I thought we were raised to believe that blood is thicker than money. Come on, Fallon. He'd stick his hand into an electric fan if you asked him to. Even when Mother was here, he loved you better than anybody. Well, that's what I mean. He used to be a fair judge of women. I think he suffered irreversible brain damage from breathing too much dime store perfume. Don't you think that's being a little tough on Crystal? I mean, she's got some nice qualities. So does a Cocker Spaniel. But I wouldn't want my father to marry one. I think he could do better. So could you. Hello, hello, and welcome. This is TV Donut. This week we watched Dynasty. 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 I'm Piers Ray. Joining me, as always, is the lovely Seski Werner. Hello, it's, yes, it's me. And Hannah Davies. Even more lovely, if that's possible. Aw, It is hey possible. Guys. And a fact. Some, <laughs> some days. I think we can take turns. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it balances out overall. Agreed. All right. So, uh, TV Donut, the podcast where we pick a TV show at random and we watch the first and last episode of the first season, which mm-hmm. I think we should keep reiterating. I think that's a good idea. Because my best friend was here for the weekend and she didn't know that. She still thought we were watching the first and last episode of the series. Yeah. The series. I can understand so why people would think that. So, she's not listening. Hi, Stephanie. Hi there, Stephanie. <laughs> our number one super fan. <laughs> So we're just going to keep mentioning that before mm. we get into it. But yes, Dynasty, 1981 classic. And just because, like, obviously we're getting tons of new listeners each week as we go on. Well, we certainly hope so. Yeah, and it, yeah. This, new listeners are almost our favorite listeners. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So if you're just listening to us for the first time. Thank you. And yeah. hey, guys. We love if you. If you listen to every single episode, we don't appreciate you quite as much. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in. Yeah, Wow. <laughs> Fair this enough. is our logic, and it makes perfect sense. Obviously, I'm being totally serious. Oh, of course, of course, as always. So, okay. guys, Dynasty. Dynasty. Um, 1981. To 1989? Yeah. yeah. The entire 80s this show was on. Uh, and at one point, interestingly enough, was the number one show on television. Yeah, I was about to say, crazy. I was a very small kid uh, when this was on, but it was just huge, huge, huge. Yeah. Everywhere. Like, magazines, you know, it just... Everyone was always talking about it all the time. And for good reason. I'd never seen it. Obviously, you guys have never seen it either. I love it, though. (laughs) Yeah. My first reaction is I'm really into this show. I had a feeling. um, Again, like when we talked about picking it, we talked about about its similarities to Twin Peaks. And then I watched it, and I was like, this is way more like Twin Peaks than I even expected. It's crazy how much it's like Twin Peaks. There's so many similar characters. They have all those long shots. And the music is so... I love the music yes. in this show. Central to it. And, and the, the acting is style. Again, everyone's mm-hmm. all over the place in some of these scenes. Like, the yeah. way Fallon is acting compared to the way, like... Say Steven. Claudia. Oh, Claudia is a very strange character. And Matthew is, like, the one-liners that are coming out of his mouth He's are crazy. He yeah. doesn't make sense as a person. No one does. That's exactly the problem with the show. None of these people seem like real human beings. Yeah, that's true. But uh, they are also extremely wealthy, privileged, oil... Oil barons. I don't think that excuses the, the weirdness. No, not really. The not weirdness. Well, the, no. We the should whole. specify the Dynasty basically follows... Uh, an oil-rich family called the Carringtons. 
Yes. Live in Denver, Colorado. Yes. And uh, most of the story is based around this family, the people who work for them. And the company they uh, own. Yes. And their rival company. And the rival company, their friends, who I believe they might intermarry with at some point. It's hinted at in the pilot. Yes. Jeff. Uh, Little Jeff. It's, I, I mean, it's supposed to be inspired by I, Claudius. So you super loved it. How did mm-hmm. you feel? Well, it... it Super intrigued. Interesting. Was uh, was co- almost compelled to watch the third part of the right? pilot. Didn't I say that? Absolutely. I still sort of want to see and, that wedding. Yeah, and I do. And, uh, well, well, yes, we should mention, the pilot is a, was a three-part episode that aired all on the same night, mm-hmm. and it was a total running time of like 140 minutes or something crazy like yeah. that. Um, but we managed to get it in parts one and two, or so we thought, because as I did my research for the donut quiz, I found out that the ending of the the okay. fight between father and son at the end of what we saw as the second part is actually the beginning of the third part. I would be willing so, to think that maybe that's a... Could that be a mistake from Wikipedia, or is that a mistake with a DVD file? I don't know. Well, they inserted it to be continued, and I, if, I, I read multiple episode summaries of yeah. the third part and all of them started with that argument. Uh, but yeah. it probably just picks up where it ended off. Probably. They're just they probably showing it again. it again, which again is another trope of a soap opera. So true. They re-show scenes over and over again. Kills a lot of time. Yeah. And we actually, uh, just before we started recording, we were debating whether or not this is a soap opera. It feels like a soap opera to me, but not as, um, not as, not as uh, cheap, I guess. Like a daily soap opera would have huge recaps every day. And right? I, I feel like, it even, like those are even more dramatic and over the top. I felt like parts of this show were not normal, but like, I don't know. It's got a bunch of little grounded moments. There's a, a wedding shower is one of the first scenes where we meet uh, Crystal. Yeah. Who's soon played by Linda Evans. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which one? Hello, Michael. Miss Jennings, Mr. Carrington would like you to have this with his compliments. Where is he? Why didn't he come up? He's waiting for me downstairs. He thought it would be safer down there. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Hi. Look, would you like some punch? A cookie? No, thank you, miss. I've got to run. Oh, he's gorgeous. Hey, Crystal, (laughs) do you want to trade? I'll give you Marvin, the kids, and a six-month's diaper service. What do you say? Oh, I'd take him even if he didn't have $200 million. Really? And the biggest house in Colorado and his own football team. (gasps) Well, I think he's lucky to be getting Crystal. Come on, let me look. Closest I ever got to him was when he drove through our picket line during the refinery strike. That's gorgeous. He is so gorgeous. The beautiful Linda Evans. She's Pretty uh, and blonde, so eighties. She's <laughs> the she's hair. Very the hair. 80s. Do we want to read the um, synopses before yes. we discuss Let's the do episodes? That. Yes, do you please. want me to read the one for one and two? Uh, yeah, that'd be good. Okay, and probably a bit of three, I'm guessing. Hmm. Which is fine. The premiere of the serial drama about power, passion, money, and ambition fueled by oil and set in Denver, geologist Matthew Blaisdell returns from the Mideast to find that the girl he left behind is engaged to oil magnate Blake Carrington. That's oil Mm. part one. 
interesting. It makes it sound as though Matthew's the main character. Yeah, and it, has, he is not. it mentions very little of everything else that happens. Matthew gets a little visit from an old acquaintance, Walter Lankersham. Walter asks for money because he's in trouble. He's lent money from Blake to drill for oil, but he hasn't made any strikes. Matthew refuses to give him the money. Wow, this is all about Matthew. Yeah. Matthew goes to visit his present wife, Claudia, who's been in a mental institution for 18 months, but he learns that she's much better and she's been released. Because he wouldn't somehow know that as the person who's paying for this. No. Yeah, well, I have so many issues with that situation, which we can get to, but like... The daughter? Uh, Where has she been living? Matthew, Claudia, and their daughter, Lindsay, decide to start over again as a family. That's not how I saw that. No, not at all. Blake and Crystal get to talk about their disagreements and start planning a big wedding. There's an accident on Walter's oil rig, and he finds out that somebody has been sabotaging. He's convinced that Carrington has something to do with this. That didn't happen either. Oh, that's Did very Did he say strange. that the Carringtons had something to do with, with it? With the yes. sabotage? Yeah. Yes, I he was, was driving off. Blake. So confused about that scene, too. I thought Matthew was the one that got crushed by those. He did. Okay, was him? Yes, it was N- Matthew. No. He was in the hospital. He was the one that got crushed and got carried onto the truck to the hospital. And then Walter was in the hospital. It was Matthew. It was Matthew. Yes. Oh, okay. I uh, I did not catch that that was Matthew. Did but he was fine. do a great job of showing his no. face? No. It no, wasn't. And the uh, whole time I was wondering when they were showing the oil rig who it was. And the, But yes. It, also, I, I thought it was a lower position than that. Like, cause Walter's trying to bring Matthew in as a, almost as a partner. I, yeah. Okay. No, but a, he turned it down because he wants just the, like, the weekly salary of working on the rig rather mm-hmm. than going in as a partner and doing this whole risk thing. He yeah. needs the assurance of the daily job. Which is what he took. But that was oh. when he thought no, his wife wait, was no, he wasn't. still in that place, which she's not. So he doesn't even need to pay for that anymore. And that was his whole reason reason for not... But he is still an oil worker. He just went to the Middle East to make extra money, I think. I know, but I'm saying now, like when he tells Walter that he can't do that, he needs a steady paycheck because of his wife's paying for the hospital... But then he finds out later that she's not in that hospital anymore. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, really the focus of the episode is on the upcoming wedding between Blake Carrington and Crystal, soon to be Carrington. This is, yes. Are we sure Matthew isn't the main character? Yes. Because he got, uh, like, in the credits of the finale, he got the and, you know, the end credits, which is Mm -hmm. worth more money. Yeah. And he, everyone seems to be, like... Everyone's... I know, like, obviously Blake Carrington, who is, like, the father of the family. The head yeah. of the company. And... Um, I think he's also supposed to be the star. Oh, yeah, I think definitely. He is, the, he is the main character. Blake Carrington, played by John Forsyth, who's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, because Matthew, I don't even think he carries on throughout the entire series Serious as a that's character. The thing. I was looking at IMDb, and he's not in a lot of the seasons after right. this. So... They give him a lot of focus, because when he comes back, he's had an affair with Crystal. And he Crystal. has much less focus in the finale as well. He does. He's a very minor... But, well, it's the, the it's a trial of Blake, so he doesn't even have a chance. Right. From, be... from this pilot, which is mostly setting up for the wedding, we end this season on a trial for Blake Carrington. Yes. Okay. So, focusing 
back on the pilot, what do we find out? We we meet Crystal's friends at this yes. wedding shower. Who seem to all be her co-workers. I believe she was Blake's secretary. Yeah. She was. And I don't know if all for of a year. She was okay. secretary for a year and then... Because she says she misses her friends and wants to go back to her old job so they could all be... There's yeah. a lot of them, but they've—I think—they've changed the way that they treat her now that she's marrying the boss yes. and she's rich and she's not like them. Yeah, that was one of my favorite breakdowns of the whole thing. That was the worst, worst piece of acting that that woman. At her, oh, her friend at her, her friend bachelorette. at her batch at her wedding wedding shower. shower wedding shower right bridal shower yeah uh, so we can get there <laughs> all, all three of us put our what, brains together whatever that thing is I couldn't remember what it was called either I was like wedding shower question mark. Uh, okay, so in that scene, Crystal mentioned she's been married before. So that's a donut question. Do we ever find out in the donut who she was previously married to? I did not hear this. Oh. Yeah. Married once say, previously. She's been married before. Because when he was, they were talking about like having sex and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Somebody gives her a copy of The Joy of Sex, yeah. which is one of my favorite moments because there's a long shot of them just showing <laughs> the book around the room. I wrote down product placement, question mark. Was it new then? Because that was a book that would have been on everyone's bookshelf was... in the 70s and 80s. I, yeah. No, I don't know. I'm just saying it was so it was featured on... prominently in the shot. It was like was five like, seconds that they, they showed pay this. for that? What's happening here? Or are they just crazy. trying to be like, hip? and cool. I like, think they're trying to be like edgy. Because yeah. well, we, that one woman's like, that's a little raunchy for me. Thanks. We all noticed its craziness. Yeah. And uh, I think it's kind of funny considering that I believe by this point Linda Evans had been in Playboy or would be three years later. Maybe twice. Good for you, Linda Evans. Good for you, Linda. Okay, so make since Saskia didn't notice, we'll, it won't be a donut question. So let's make no, up it's not. who do we think she was previously married to? What happened to Crystal's first husband? Dead. I was going to say dead. Just dead. Like de- dead of dead how? Probably an accident. Something that you can still pine over. I feel like he like died in the war or something. Ooh, that's, that's a, good a good one. one. Vietnam. Deed Vietnam. Deed. He deed in he Vietnam. Deed in Vietnam. I think, yeah, that's what I'm going with. She got, she got killed in Vietnam. And she was really young. Married him super young. Mm-hmm. I mean, because she's not that young in this. No, she's not. And I, at first well, thought... thank God, because he's like 70, right? Yeah, and it's actually kind of... He has grown of, children. He has full-grown children who are Fallon almost... And like, Stephen. How old do you think Linda Evans is in this? She's in her 30s, probably? Uh, I don't know. Um, it's the 70s. Everyone looks older. Sorry, it's the 80s. Mm-hmm. 70s and 80s, everyone looks old. Yeah, she... And honestly, yeah, I don't want to date her. <laughs> I have no idea how old she was. Um, but yeah, I'd say, yeah, she's probably in her thirties. It's kind of age appropriate. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a rich, hey, considering that today she you would see a character. 41. Oh. She was forty-one. No, sorry, thirty-nine. Still, thirty-nine. Her character's thirty-nine, or Linda Evans herself. Linda Evans herself in eighty-one was thirty-nine years old. Oh, that's you know what? That's not bad, considering that. Most of the time, you would see a character just or, half his age. Yeah, just half his age, <laughs> like twenty years younger. Maybe, maybe he could be in his fifties. Right. Yeah. So no, like he's 50. not eighty. I was just being an asshole. <laughs> uh, then we meet Michael, who's his driver, who is yep. played by. Did you have you guys ever watched Days of Our Lives? Uh, no. Uh, very famous Roman from Days of Our Lives. Roman and Marlena are like huge couple on Days, and I was like, because I've only seen him as like. Like, no offense, but, like, an old dude. Right. It was the same with Brian Dennehy in the finale. I was like, is that fucking Brian <laughs> Dennehy? What's with his face? He's, like, so young. Oh, do you mean the uh, prosecutor? Yes! Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I couldn't figure out who that was. But it I recognized him as well. blew me away. Was he like, was fantastic. By he's like obvious, like also probably forty and looks like a baby to me. It's, yeah, yeah, he's so like old and haggard now. It's like crazy. That's how you know him too. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, oh but Michael the chauffeur is played by Wayne Northrop. Yes. Uh, Wayne, if you're listening, please get a picture up on IMDb. Uh, uh, you're you've done too much good work to not have a Days profile. of Our Lives. It's been Days of Our Lives for like 40 years. Right? There's no way there's no picture there of him. There is no picture of him. What? Isn't that insane? He's correct. There is he's no like, picture. He's got a huge career and he's never bothered to upload him. His agent Days is of Our Lives. He has been in 416 episodes Look of Days of Our Lives. 1982 to 2006 he was on Days. Like wow. how many years is that even? 1982? That's the year after, after this. Dynasty, but he was on Dynasty for longer than that. Wow. Well, maybe he was doing both. He wasn't very prominent on Dynasty. What it was network? a total of 34 episodes. Was Dynasty on? It ABC. started out on ABC, and then the distribution has moved around since then. It's currently being held by CBS. Yeah, because Days is on NBC, I think. It's weird oh. for them to share stars. Usually they're pretty... Uh, these days are not as bad about it, but back then it was like... No, you work on our network. <laughs> I kind of like that. I liked yeah. uh, back in like the golden age when yeah. everyone had just a pool of actors network and you kept getting wars. rotated through yeah. stuff. Totally. Okay, so Michael, yes, he's the driver. He brings over a gift uh, to the party. It's these massive diamond earrings. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone's cooing they... out the window at yes. how great Blake is. Oh, ah. I'd, I'd marry him even if he didn't have $200 million. He's so handsome. This, this whole pilot, by the way, is so much table setting. It's, oh, and then a great line again. Doris, sometimes you have the tact of a rhinoceros. <laughs> Doris. Doris. Oh, oh yeah. Fantastic. A lot of old names in this. Margaret was the one who, who started crying earlier because she was not going to see Crystal anymore yes. after she gets married. And then we got, like, I don't know, I, I sort of want to list the offensive scenes in order of offensiveness to me. but I, I would love to hear that. I can't there's only... decide because this next one where they're in the Middle East... Oh, the Middle East when there's no... particularly horrifying. And why in the world would they even bother to include that? They could have just had him coming back on the plane. Yeah. They didn't need to include they that. It didn't make sense. They told Stephen in dialogue what had happened. I thought he was being arrested, and I was so confused for that whole scene. That confused you? He, they, uh, basically what happens is an oil rig is being uh, blown up by the military in the Middle East... And the all the Ameri- Middle East in quotes. Like, yeah. they don't even tell us what fucking country they're in. They don't. Uh, let's Excuse assume. My There's a massive fight that breaks out. That Matthew. Yeah. Starts. Like, basically what? starts a massive fight with the military of a foreign like, land. Like, when you're mm-hmm. being held and surrounded by eight of them, don't friggin' pick a fight, which is why I was like. It was yeah. extremely confusing. And then yeah. when they're getting on the plane, there's all these protesters. It was like 98% Mexicans. Yeah. It's our oil. Americans, get out. They they're, did not have a single Middle... There's like there one or no, two Middle Eastern actors. I yeah. froze it and like this was like scanned through. To, it was so pointless. So racist. And, and yeah. It was, I mean, I we guess... should have just not even bothered with that. Anyway, that, it, that goes on my list. I might have to wait till the end to, wrap, to rank my top five yeah. most yeah. offensive scenes in this three-hour bonanza of offensiveness. But that that's up there. That might be one or two. It's just the cast. <laughs> it was just the casting in the scene, though, that offended you, right? Like, yes. I mean, because the people were being thrown out of the middle. That part actually... No, we've like, seen that. Sense. I've seen okay. that scene before. Yeah. You know what I mean? In other movies, in other television shows, of course that was happening. But, but it, it wasn't was like, so whitewashed. It was all <laughs> Mexicans wearing black scarves on their heads. Oh, yeah. Was, and, for, and that 
in and there's that, signs. there would be men and women there, do you think, back then in 1981 in in whatever uh, let's country assume. that was, holding giant signs <laughs> with all the men? Like, I don't no think so. freaking way. I don't think do so. Do some research. How um, much money they spend blowing all that shit up? You know, you're going to, like, find out what was really going on? I was also impressed there was, like, one sign in a in the Middle signs Eastern were language. In English. Yeah, perfect English. It was, uh, and everyone was screaming in English. I would have, yeah, just cut that whole, whole I would have cut the airport sequence. Maybe uh, them getting on the plane and getting out, but. Bananas. Bananas. Yeah. Bananas. I wrote, oil men escorted at gunpoint from foreign land. Locals hate Americans. So this introduces us to Stephen Carrington, uh, the only son of Blake Carrington. Yes. And Matthew Blake. Or is it? Wait, no. Okay. But that's not revealed in this season. Uh, okay. <laughs> is he older or younger than his sister Fallon, do you think? Uh, I believe he is... Older. Older? He is older. Okay. Yes. yes. I, I'm just interested. I couldn't tell. He's yeah. not really I'm like that... like 99% sure. He was terrible, right? Oh, the Steven? actor? Yeah. Oh, I, I loved him. I thought he was great. I didn't find him terrible either. I just was like, I did not get him at all. Interesting, char- interesting thing about this is that Stephen Carrington is the first openly gay character on network television. Or but was he? Was supposed to be. The oh, actor quit later on, and they. This that is why this exactly, is very I was, so. I was just about to say before you open your mouth, he seemed extremely uncomfortable, and that's not. That's why it was like, you're not yourself. You're wishing that this was not happening right now. But that whole that whole homophobia thing is like the biggest problem in this whole show. You think it's a problem? That, well, the. I think the way they... The whole they, approach to it and his feelings. Like, he, he's not even... He doesn't even feel comfortable saying that he is a homosexual. Because, like... And then the whole Claudia thing that happens. Well, we all have, yeah, let's get into all of that when we talk about the yeah. finale. And I have so many things to say about that whole episode. <laughs> so, let's just stick to uh, the racism. And we'll get to the homophobia later. <laughs> okay. And then the sexism, because there was not a single man on this show that I would want to spend five minutes with, let alone the rest of my life, the way that they treat the women in the show. Like, like the diners, we'll get to the diners. Yeah, there's very few, there's, there's no women I'd want to spend my life with either. Maybe Crystal. I don't know, Fallon had some, like, she was the worst. Fallon's terrible. She was also, like, the only one that was, like, saying how it really was. You know what I mean? No, she was so mean to Crystal. Totally, that was out. That was out of line. Yes, <laughs> I agree. We'll get. Into I feel that. like I feel like I think the one I liked the most was Crystal. Let's even uh, though she was a bit blonde, but the thing I liked about her, she, like she wasn't comfortable with the money. Like you would think that she was marrying him for the money, but that's not it, right? Because she she hates the money, really. Mm-hmm. But what else did we learn about her personality? No, that's the, but no, nothing really. But <laughs> nothing. She's but beautiful she's and very, bland. She seems kind. Like the reason seem... we're supposed to like her is because she's not a money-grabbing whore. Yeah. She's nice to her friends, which stands and... in contrast to yeah, she, everyone she, else. She still tries really to be nice to Fallon. Fallon. Yeah, that's true. Tries to fix that. That's true. Her and Steven's relationship, it's the only people that get along on the show, which mm-hmm. is not, but yeah, they seem to yeah, have, they had some good scenes have together a good too. bond. So yeah, Matt runs into Steven on the plane. Steven is drunk, mm-hmm. and he's mad because he's received a invite to his daddy's wedding instead of like a phone call or like a you know a normal human he just got an invite like everyone else did yeah which is crazy i thought he didn't get an invite at all 
No, he was said he got a paper he was, invite. He was describing the invitation. It, I feel like he showed it to him. It's uh, Matthew that did not was not invited. invited, did not know there was a wedding going on. Or just who he was marrying. Happens to be going back at this time. Well, they do have the this conversation explosion. beforehand in the in the um, office, Carrington and, was it Andrew at that point? I don't even know. I don't remember. His lawyer? I think it was, yeah. Because I only realized Andrew who Andrew was later on in the episode, so I don't know. But anyway... They talk about getting their people out. It's like, yes, even, and then yes, even Blaisdell, yes, he got it on, got onto the last plane out of there. Yeah. And he also later says he wants his plane shot down. And then <laughs> says it's, it's a, it's a it's joke. It's a joke. It's half of a joke. So he... Matthew's been gone for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And now he's coming back. So he has a wife who has had a breakdown. Mm-hmm. He has a daughter, Lindsay, who I would say is like 12. 13, 14, I think. Somewhere in that range. And then somewhere before he left, he had an affair with Crystal. Mm -hmm. Which wasn't even clear at first if they actually had an affair or if it was just like they had this bond and was it going somewhere because she... But she says to him in this episode... They definitely did. Was it just an affair to you? Yeah. Was I just an affair? So they obviously slept together. Did I imagine... What we had together. They clearly have chemistry. No, what she's saying, like, did you, I thought you loved me. Yeah. Not, I thought we had sex, but we didn't. I imagined it. <laughs> no, she's, uh, like, they clearly had no, something going did. on. And no, everyone's aware yeah. of it. That was, okay, that's one of my donut questions. How do the Carringtons Does know everybody about everybody this knows. affair? Like, if he's cheating on his mentally ill wife Mm -hmm. trying to protect his daughter Mm -hmm. why does every fucking person in denver know this happened any ideas no any thoughts on that no who knows uh going back i'm sure but i don't know if their relationship was like broken before she went crazy or if they were like separating but well they have these conversations uh crystal and matthew about how he couldn't divorce her because of the situation but it also seems like their marriage was not a marriage anymore but i do i don't think it was an open if i was going to compare this to twin peaks i'd say it's like an ed and nadine situation where he can't divorce this person because it's too it would cause too much harm to them but he's in love with someone else and uh so it's it's like a real star-crossed lovers affair one of the many similarities that I noticed is that everyone in this show is also married to one person but sleeping with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or supposed to be dating one person and sleeping with somebody else. And everyone seems to know about it and talk about it. And it's just like a punchline to like hurt people's feelings sometimes. But it's like, you know, just the way it is. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is. I agree. When they finally land in good old Denver, which was beautiful. We saw so many rolling shots of Denver. Ugh. I, um, the city does look like a big shit pile. Though. Like <laughs> well, in the opening credits of the first 80s, episode, it's, it's just like like it it's rough. beautiful forest, beautiful mountain, beautiful, and then there's Denver from yeah. far away. It's just like brown. Yeah, it's a lot like a lot um, concrete, a lot like eighties Calgary, actually. Yes, absolutely. You got to get just the right shot, or yes. you don't get it. That's the oil town mentality, right? There's the limousine waiting. Yes, which uh, Stephen automatically assumes is for him. Yes. Why wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Your uh, dad's car, like he knows you're coming. Yeah. So we know, but we know, but he also we also know that his dad didn't send him a wedding invitation. So we know that no, Stephen didn't send him a wedding invitation. Sorry, sorry, didn't call him to tell him that he was getting married. So we yeah. know that they're estranged. We don't quite know why yet. Just that there's some tension between them. I knew the whole time. Did you guys know the whole time? I just, I don't know why. And I shouldn't have expected it for it to be like a 1981 show. But just the whole 
Like, dad's mad at me. He won't talk to me. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know why. But he doesn't really understand what he's done. And I was like, he's gay. I know he's gay. He's got to be gay. I don't know why. I just knew it. No, I, knew I it. didn't. I didn't. I knew it. It's I knew it. So Matt and Crystal, like, Blake Carrington sets it up so that they're going to come face to face, which mm-hmm. is his first, like, douche move. Yeah. And they both know it. They both know that it was, like, total. Well, Matthew doesn't know that they're together because mm-hmm. it never ends up coming out on the plane ride. Even Next, though it's Steven that stupid scene. Them. Like, you do know who he's marrying, right? Right. But and I think what he realizes when he end. doesn't know, he doesn't want to, yeah, oh, to be I, the one that tells him. I remember how he gets out of that. He uh, Stephen asks Matt, you know who he's marrying, right? And he's Matthew goes like, no. And Stephen looks away takes a huge drink of his glass and gets up to ask for another one. And he ends up getting into a fight over it with the airline staff and they have to take him out. By the way, pre 9-11, you can fight on an airplane. Yeah. Also nice plane. Yeah. Second floor, first class only. I really want to fly on a plane like that. Yeah. Someday. Planes with other floors are weird. Yeah. Right. It's like a building. Mm, I know. I've been on a couple. They're really weird. All right. So he's bad drunk. He's bad at playing drunk. Stephen Carrington, by the way, he's not a great drunk actor. You don't have to tell me, dude. I didn't understand a fucking thing he was doing this whole time. Okay, you good. guys are the ones that like him. I like him just when he's, so- <laughs> when he's sober. Stephen. Yeah. Steven. Yeah. So um, Blake drives Matt in to. I mean, obviously, it was for the setup, but also talk to him about this congressional committee. He's going to have to testify about what happened. Mm-hmm. And he wants to know what he's going to say. And basically, I think he's encouraging him to say that they should be digging for oil in the U.S., right? Makes sense to me. It's the exact <laughs> They spent all this money digging for oil in the uh, Middle East, and now the uh, Arab states have taken it back from them. So, yeah, yeah no yeah, wonder your business is doing well. Yeah, but then he also was like, well, you know, the Arabs would have stayed on our side if we would given them those F-15s they asked for. Uh, like, yeah, maybe yeah, they would have. That's how weapons end up in the hands of all of our enemies. Is you keep <laughs> bribing people with guns. Like, let's not, let's stop doing that. And then, yeah, he's like, oh, have you seen your wife lately? I heard you and my fiancé used to be close. And Matthew's like, yeah, we're just friends. We're just friends. Blah, blah, blah. How close were you? Just friends. It Twice, he says. Really creepy. Yeah, Blake, Blake what, is very what controlling. Strategically, what is the thought process behind bringing that up? Like, what's what does he think he's going to get out of this yes. situation? Like, it was uncomfortable. and I think that Blake is just, Blake Harrington is just a very controlling person. Like, he needs to have all the information, needs to know the answers. I think, yeah, he's trying to judge the reaction. Yeah. To see how much of a problem it's going to be. And then he'll know if he has to do anything serious, like yeah. have his plane shot out of the sky. Yes. Wink, wink. It's a joke. It's joke. just a joke. Just joking. <laughs> just joking. joking. <laughs> <laughs> we get a series of bitchy wedding planner scenes. Mr. Afferton. Oh, God, the cattiest. The cattiest wedding planner ever, ever seen. Yeah. Oh, he was Which not is good, because then Stephen threatens to, like, never let him work anything Which was one bigger of than his a endearing show. scenes. Yeah, no, that was a cute That's scene. true. Stephen is the only member of the Carrington family who's... Well, I guess Blake's nice to her, too, sometimes. But Stephen's the nicest to her. He treats her the best. Yes. And since she's the only person who's done... Has she done anything wrong? She had the affair. She did. That's it, though. She wasn't married. 
She wasn't. No, she wasn't. Not that we know of, right? She yeah. may have. Yeah, he may have already been gone. First husband. I didn't even know about him at all. <laughs> now we'll never know. <laughs> uh, this okay. So this this the scene. The scene where Blake is in his limo mm-hmm. with his phone and his fax machine and he's signing all his papers and then his daughter calls. Yeah. Fallon Carrington. From a horse. She calls from a horse. Yeah. She calls him from a horse. Yes, he oh, is not aware. He shot. is not aware that uh, she is on the road ahead of him, which is, you know, would be romantic if it wasn't your daughter. Uh, would, yeah. This played out like Anyone a romance scene, Anyone else think they right? actually had sex behind the scenes? Oh, totally, totally, totally. It was so gross. Yeah, I, it was. I couldn't believe. She was flirting with her dad the whole yeah. time. And she kept referring to him in God, both of these episodes at, by his first and last name. Yeah. That was so weird, right? Uh, yeah. like when Are I you going to trust dad? Blake Carrington's future to 12 strangers? It's so crazy. That's your dad and his dad, too. Why are you uh, calling him that? And I know for a fact that some incest plot lines come up in future seasons. Ugh. So I don't know if anything ever happens, but I know that there's uh, it's dealt with. Oh let's just say God. that. Well, let's just say that. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's not say any more. Flowers. Uh, in Michael the attic. flirts with Fallon pretty yeah. hardcore, right in front of him as well. So I'm like, does he know that she's has sex with him, or was that like he? I, I feel like Fallon is is rubbing it in that her dad's face a little bit. Like, the yeah, chauffeur is the one who brings it up. Yeah, no, he was the one that was like, I'm just surprised that he is allowed to behave that way in front of his boss. I'm amazed as well. I would probably fire a chauffeur who was sleeping with my daughter. Mm-hmm. But I guess Blake has better things to do with his time, or maybe, or maybe he's... Maybe Fallon just sleeps with everybody and he can't stop her. Maybe he's a really good chauffeur. Yeah. You know, because good help, hard to find. Yeah, so did you want to talk about the scene where she gets thrown in the water? Uh, yeah, oh. we can talk about it. It was uh, absolutely nuts. Um, they were racing back. The they two... catch up with her, and he gets on the other horse that she has with her. For some reason. Yeah, well... Why does she have a second horse with her? For him. Oh, she was waiting she for was him. She was waiting yeah. for him. Okay. She knew. I thought that uh, it was just a coincidence, but... No. Right. She, uh, she was making fun of him using gas-guzzling car, and horses are faster and less bad for the environment. Yeah, and then there was this epic shot of, I think the camera was set up in in the water, and you saw the horse coming at you towards the water, and you just knew it was going to happen. And she flings herself off of the horse into the water. There was like, it's insane. Yeah, she didn't try not to fall off the horse. No. As any normal human being would do. Nothing the horse did would would make her have fallen. It was all in the actress, and it was. It was obvious. Incredibly terrible. Then she insists on epic. stripping all her clothes off and wearing Daddy's jacket home. Nothing but his jacket. Also, she's walking barefoot on like a stone road. Yep. Which would be terrible. So painful. Yeah. No, it's it's a very silly like, moment. Who cares if your boots are wet? This look so weird. Yeah. It so was... weird. Then they get into a huge fight mm-hmm. because he has invited a date for her for his wedding, Jeff. Jeff Colby of the rival oil company that he kind of seems to want to marry her off into. Yeah. No, I think he, he legit admits that he in wants the merger and uh, she freaks out. She's like, give your company to Steven. And when he says that's not an option anymore, because mm-hmm. God forbid, uh, she's like, well, get Crystal pregnant then. She's young enough. You can have another heir. Like, you don't need me. She wants to gallivant. She's been off in Italy, Madrid, somewhere mm-hmm. with soccer players. She likes... Her freedom. 
it's too bad because she's the one more suited to running the company. She's more like her dad than Stephen is. For sure. She's definitely more manipulative and... Uh, Amoral. Business-minded probably as well. He seems more like arty. Yeah. But he's also got a lot of other things on his mind, I think. So he's distracted maybe a little bit more than she is. Yeah. She doesn't seem to be the most sane either. No, she seems a little imbalanced. She goes off to... Have... I believe after that conversation, she goes off to have sex with the chauffeur. Yep, immediately. Immediately yeah. calls him up. Uh, he pulls a couple glasses out of the limo, oh, meets I her do in... remember you. Why do she they says... have a entire building full of horse buggies? Yeah, they, it's like the collection room for buggies. And why does he choose to have sex in that room? It's really creepy. He looks super rapey, <laughs> hidden away. In the, like, the chauffeur pops up from behind one of these buggies in like a dark corner of the room, and he's... Yeah. Ugh, Stephen absolutely. sees this happen. Yes, that's right. He later yells at her and tells her to stop sleeping with the help. So Stephen knows. Good advice. Yeah. Good advice. Don't sleep with your servants. But that's but that's a thing, right? Like it seems like they've had an ongoing relationship yes. since they were kids, mm-hmm. or since she was a kid. But he must have always been an adult if he works there. The whole thing is weird. Yeah, and yeah, how old is engaging the ages of people in a show like this is impossible. Yeah, I couldn't tell either. Well, well, we know that um, Stephen has been out of school for two or three years. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that so refers that, to university. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, so I'd say he's probably like 25. Okay. So Fallon's older, then she's probably like 26, 27, 28 ish. Okay, I can buy that. I think Fallon is younger. Actually, I'm starting to come oh, around. Oh, sorry. Did I you think say that? We, we said that she was younger earlier, but I think you might be right. It would explain why she's being overlooked for the position of, like, head of the company. I feel yeah, like her dad underestimates her. She was, she was the oldest, and he, but he just seems way more immature, right? That's why it seemed like he was younger. True. But then if she is younger, she'd still be in college, right? Maybe yeah. she shouldn't go to college. I have no idea. Maybe girls don't need to learn things. She might be doing it overseas. So Jeff, this dude that um, she wants to set him up with, which we don't see because we haven't, I assume, because he's in the third episode probably at the mm-hmm. wedding, right? Okay. Um, but he is in the finale. Yeah. So are they together? Who knows? I do. Okay, well, let's, do you have a donut question yeah. about that? Okay, we'll talk about that later then. Amazing. Uh, Crystal's mad about the setup. She needs time to think. And Blake is like, well, if you have to leave, like, at least take your car. Don't take public transportation. Like, getting in a cab is, like, for dirty people. Yeah. And then she replies that she doesn't, it's not her car. It's nope. his car. Yeah. It's, well, it's not even his car. car. It's I mean, company. The, yeah, it's in the company. The company owns it. So, yeah. Just like, like everything, everything else. else around here. Exactly. Uh, we meet Joseph, the butler. Yes, uh, kind of. Sort of. Sort of. Don't even remember him. Yeah. He's a he's like a third string character. He's the one that um, Blake tells that he's going to get the family in shape before the wedding. Oh yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Get everything straightened out. Crystal immediately calls Matthew as soon as she's alone. Oh yeah. And uh, somehow still has the same number in his completely empty home. <laughs> After a year and a half of yeah. being gone. Yeah. Which, again, raises the question. The mother's in an asylum. He's in the Mideast. Where All the of hell? his stuff is covered. Yeah, he says he's going to pick up his daughter. But Where's he the daughter? he says where he's picking her up from. Like, maybe he's with her, his parents. But he left for a year and a half, like, when her mother also went to an insane asylum at that time. Like, don't you think 
He should spend time with her. He's the worst. Yeah, Did you like, not hear the conversation about how she's going to have lady changes and she need, he can't deal with that? Yeah, she needs that a mother around. She needs a mother. Crazy. If I, I would prefer to have a, a mother around if I'm I was sure, going I'm through sure lady prefer, changes. But if you're a dad, then you got to fucking deal with it. You can't just be like, I can't do it. It's <laughs> lady changes. She seems sane, though, in this episode, Claudia. She does. She doesn't seem... Yeah, I think she just married to a dickhead she didn't like, and she went crazy. Possible. Possible. <laughs> she immediately starts cheating on him, we know that for sure, so... With a gay man. Yes! Which is very strange. Very telling. Um, also, the weirdest thing for me about Claudia is when so he picks up his daughter, they go to get her out of the asylum, or the spa. Let's call it a spa. It's not a spa. It's a mental hospital. Okay. That's like splitting the difference. Um, (laughs) uh, And she's just left. Mm -hmm. She left like a month ago. She was signed out because they thought she was well. Yeah. And yeah. Like, seriously? And then they immediately give Matthew the address where they could find her, which they would never do in real life. Well, no. He would have known that as, as soon as she got released because he's the one who, like, Checked her in there and is paying for it. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah. Also, on top of that, if, so, if a guy walks in and's like, oh, no. where can I find my <laughs> wife who, mm-hmm. like, left without telling me, they're not going to be like, well, she's right there. Go kill her. Like, no. Right. You I mean. just give out random information about where people are living. Not anymore. See, that's the kind of thing I wonder about. Like, is that just a sign of the times? Was that accurate at the time? No, like, there's so much in this that wasn't accurate ever. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't think I it's don't... that big of a deal, but I just was like, that was really weird that they were like, well, Saskia's right. It's even weirder that she left and he doesn't know about it if he's paying her hospital bills. Like, yeah, seriously, like, like check in with your daughter or something, even as, as you checked out. Yes, you may have gone crazy and fucked up her life, but still, like, try to contact her. Yeah. But she's avoiding. Yes, Just completely. like Veronica Mars is totally. a terrible mother. Totally. Yeah. Although yeah. she's not doing a great job because she's hiding in the same town. Right. She just got a job as a waitress. But they they pick her up and they seem to make the best of it. Everyone seems to be on board. Uh, that was nuts. She was not on board. She, she Oh, at the end got, of that conversation, I think she was totally on board. She got completely blackmailed. And the way it was portrayed was... No, See, it was and super that horrible. is my question, is that there were so many scenes in both of these episodes where I was like, is my perspective off? Or are they showing us the wrong thing? No, I think I think they like the way it was portrayed in most shows. It would be like, okay, she's miserable and just agreeing to this. But I think the way they viewed it is that his speech actually convinced her right. to commit this to this thing, and, I which agree. was the crazy. Thing. But that's horrifying. Yeah, and it's the same in the trial. The speech that Blake gives convinces the entire courtroom audience. Yes, that he is suffering because his son is gay. Th- and I think we as the audience were supposed to agree with that. That's my biggest problem with the homophobia is that really? like this whole thing was coming from like every character that this being gay is horrible. And I feel like even the writers were trying to tell us this. I, oh, see, I got exactly the opposite. No, like that's that's why I have such I thought, a huge problem with no the homophobia. No way, no way. Thing. Like this is bad. It's bad by today's standards, but considering 1981, this is groundbreaking stuff. I agree. That's my problem with it is I think that they thought they were doing something good 
Yeah. But like trying to sympathize with Steven and say like, you know, it just it happens sometimes and, and you can't blame kids for things. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they were the saying message that. was so wrong. It was so wrong. Because and they it were was so horrifying. So many sides were pushing for him to correct his his orientation as well, which was the other thing. We're, and like, even he was trying to we're fix so himself. ahead of ourselves, but the trial was like <laughs> one side was trying to prove that um Blake murdered Ted. Which is Steven's lover. Yeah. Blake's side was trying to prove that Steven's not gay. He just fucked a couple guys once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They weren't even trying to prove that he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. They were trying to prove that it's sort of fine because he was touching him. They were trying to prove that uh, that Blake (gasps) went upstairs to the room where they were. Like, like the whole argument seemed to revolve around what he said on his way up. person that they they put on the stand was to testify that they fucked Steven Mm -hmm. and that he seemed normal. Yeah. Yeah, Women. it's they. Well, who do they get? They got Claudia up. The prostitute. They got the pros. They got a prostitute up there. Uh, da, da, da. Anyways, let's go back. Yeah, I, who knows I if just, that was that true? It was. Thank you, thank you for yes. for seeing what I saw because I was so so crazed. I was just like, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's really happening. Well, see, that kind of stuff is why that actor, why the Stephen Carrington actor, left. Because he he came on so he was could play. he homophobic? No, no, he so came onto the show the to play the first gay character, okay. and then the producers put so much pressure on the show to make to revert him to being straight. Yeah, because like they say during the trial, it's just been taken out of the DSM, so it's only now that wasn't it's at no the trial. longer. That was in the freaking pilot when at the end oh, of this the episode, end that scene was horrible too. Yeah, oh yeah, that was, was like, the worst one. Oh, but I mean, they make it very clear that Blake Carrington is a homophobe, which he denies. He denies it, but that's because he doesn't understand. Underscored lying <laughs> under oath. Although yeah. I think absolutely everybody, almost everybody up there was like, "We got, we got to get Pretty to much, that. Yes. Let's get yeah. through this. We're almost done." So when Crystal and Matthew were talking, she's all upset. She's like, "You know, was it just an affair? Like we mentioned, like I thought you loved me, blah blah." blah. And he's basically like, "Well, you got a good thing going, so just stay where you are." Yeah. Like, and I never move. loved you, which also I think was a lie, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you think that was a lie? I he was think like, it was a lie. Not that I've never loved you, but I don't care for you anymore. That's what she wanted to know. I feel like this do was... You, do you uh, care? And he said, no. Say you don't care for me anymore. And he's like, yes, I don't care for you anymore. I feel like this relationship was supposed to be teased out over the course of the series. Like, they were the will they, won't they? But then all the focus shifted in the second season when Joan Collins came onto the scene. And that... You know, why keep Matthew in when he's way less interesting than these other people? Mm, you know, he's yeah. totally useless at that point. Yeah, definitely. They're obviously the season one triangle that's going on here for sure. <laughs> they have a super awkward family dinner at the Carringtons, mm-hmm. and Daddy walks out, and then Fallon and Stephen get in a huge fight about Crystal, something about her being a cocker spaniel, and then they get in a fight about their father and how he would stick his hand in a fan for her. and uh, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Do you like bratty, bratty kids still probably having the same fight they've been having since high school? And yeah, that's when she, he was like, don't sleep with the help. And she was like, what did you do, Steven? Why is dad so mad at you? Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. So I was like. Okay. Definitely gay. He's gay. Uh, Walter. We quickly talk about Walter, who I like to refer to as a mustache man. Oh, yeah. the feathered hair and mustaches in this are beautiful. He was rocking a really great mustache. He meets Matthew at the gym, yeah. who's, like, punching stuff. 
Um, Getting out his stress over the conversation. Calls him like Matthew's like the son he never had. Yeah, and then gives him shit about Crystal, which leads to Matthew punching him in the face. Yeah, yeah. which was great. So, so we learn Matthew likes to punch people in the face. I like and that, that he's, moment. And that he's very unexpected. Very hung up on Crystal. Yes. Clearly. Obviously. Yeah, that's true. Right, because we just came from the scene where he said he doesn't care. Yeah, and then he's... So now we show exactly how much he does care. And then there was so much exposition yes. in this next scene. I guess we don't really care about that. In the past. But basically, they, he taught Matthew, quote-unquote, how to smell oil. Yeah. And even though he's got a geology degree, it's not always about the science. Sometimes you have to know how to find it. Yeah, geology is an art, not a science. Yeah. It's, it's silly. It's um. Also, how he spent... Six months in jail for Walter. Oh, for no. Sock fraud. That's right. No, he said he almost went to jail. Almost? Yeah. I thought he yeah. did. Uh, no. He said it cost me 30 grand and I almost went to grand. jail for fraud. So Walter seems like a con man, kind of, with a heart of gold. Not even a con man. He just seems like a... He's, he's a businessman. He's not con man, but yeah, one of those guys that just always thinks everything will work out, even though there's no reason to believe that, yeah. logically. He's a, he's a little bit sleazy, but I like him. He's very Too charming. Too much of an optimist. I liked that he was still around by the finale and yeah. that they yeah. were working together, I think, right? Because there was one scene where Matthew comes out of his office and it has both their names on the door. Oh, that's right. Good catch. So Good I catch. believe Walter is not in the finale. No, but I think they, st- yeah. He is a part of the company. They started a company. Walter together. played by Dale yeah. Robertson, who you should look up. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so he basically is asking Matthew, like, don't you want your own name on a rig? Like you want to work for someone else your entire life? Mm-hmm. And that was the whole, well, I need a steady paycheck. My wife is in. His wife After is After he Ill. negotiates a 50-50 stake, which he was, he was going to give him what? Like, no, he was just saying that if I did go with you, no, he'd yeah, give no, me at he, least half. Like, I think he was just saying like, I'm the more, um, he said he would do it. Valuable partner in mm-hmm. this partnership <laughs> yeah of the two of us yeah. i'm the one that needs to be here exactly okay so we talked about Lindsay going they, they they go to the hospital but she refuses to go in she's scared of the other crazy people mm-hmm. we learned that her mom claudia had a breakdown she later said she was running down the street naked screaming is that what she said yeah i don't even i thought i didn't don't know if she actually said naked or if you just ran down the street screaming. It's possible. We just both put naked in there, even though it didn't really happen. See, I, yeah. I, I wrote the sentence down and I was like, oh, I didn't write naked, but then I didn't go back. I'm like, I thought she said naked, but then at the same time, I thought she... Anyway, it's pointless. Doesn't really matter at all. So pointless. Another thing they said in this episode that they shouldn't is when they finally catch up with her, she's uh, waiting tables at a diner. She tells him she's an outpatient and that she'll be off her meds soon. Right? Oh, like being no. on medication is bad for you, <laughs> which is old thinking. Yeah, old. it's a, meds are good for you if you need them. It's weird how we used to live. Yeah, and this yeah, twenty six years ago. And then uh, he gets her to sit down, even though she says she has like four tables she needs to wait on. He's like, no, no, it's okay. Like, somehow he's the one who convinced her that it's okay to sit down. This guy sucks. Bossy. It was, Cut. like, absolute ludicrous. Keep like, going. she would lose yeah. her job. Absolutely. Pretty much after two minutes, maybe She less. says, I can't go home like nothing ever happened. I need more time. And then he full-on guilts her into... And the music kicks in. ...going along with it. And, I, like you said, the perspective of that was that... That was the right choice for her to make. Yes. My perspective was that that was completely fucked up. And gonna solve the dragging her back. And you're right. Today, if we saw that exact scene, it would be 
such a different angle. Yeah. It would. She would still go back, but we'd be like, oh shit, something horrible is going to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean. Instead of like, yes, the family's back together. Like, I literally wrote, scene. what the fuck is happening? I wrote, yes, it. yes, she's ready. Okay. Which, because it was so fake. The whole thing was so fake and crazy. I mean, it's the, the, the fact that she got out of the mental hospital in the first place is the part where I was like, what is happening here? Well, the part that she... This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but she went out, she got out, and she didn't come home. No. Like, yeah, you know, she doesn't want to be She's to get home. her life back to, Exactly. She doesn't want to be with her daughter. I've seen that exact storyline in many other shows. Yeah. It's, although this one's older than those. But her excuse being, like, like... She, because Lindsay is angry at her. She doesn't want to. But I think it's, uh, she's just yes, scared of she facing is. that. That's not really her excuse. That's just what she's saying. She's saying like, oh, well, I didn't want Lindsay blah, blah, blah. But you're like, yeah, but you don't want to face the fact that you totally let your child down. No. Yeah, exactly. Because that's a lot of guilt to deal with. If she's going to be out of the mental hospital, she's got to be helping with that kid. Yeah. Uh, Crystal gets all the flowers in in Denver. That's kind of a fun scene. It's just a, a florist Gilmer, after florist. Me of Gilmore Girls with all the daisies. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. So there that's... was about twenty people working that delivery. I feel like it was three guys walking in and out, <laughs> coming back in again. But yeah. I know I don't deserve to be forgiven, but not a word. I plead guilty of all high crimes and misdemeanors of which I stand charged, and I understand that my only real hope is for an executive pardon with loss of all rights and privileges. Blake, this is serious. It's not just something... I only want to ask one thing. Can't we talk about it over dinner? Oh, by the way, I brought you something. It was all I had left. Some lovesick fool bought out the entire shop. Like. Dinner. Dinner. And then, yeah, Mr. Carrington shows up and he pleads guilty to his crime and apologizes and offers to take her for dinner and she's like okay nothing expensive so he flies her in a private jet to san francisco for cheap chinese food yeah and takes her in a cab even though he earlier said that that's below them yes also when when she says i feel like chinese food and they go to the plane i thought they were going to fly to china i thought for a second they were going to go to china and i was like that would take so long because that's i always think about that again this is another thing that happens on tv like rich people are like i'm gonna fly you to paris for dinner but then you got to think about like how long it takes to get there. Yeah, the time change. She agreed to like, fucking dinner, not a goddamn plane flight. But not even that. Like, if you're having a conversation about dinner, you're probably almost hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to wait just... eight hours and she get to a restaurant. I and yet you're basically waiting till the next day. Because yes. by the time you get there, like you got to crash. Dinner tomorrow in Paris. Yeah. What about so, dinner tonight? Yeah, I thought like oh, the, I thought they were going to New. I thought they were in New York, but. Uh, San Francisco, Denver. It's probably like a two-hour flight. San Francisco to Denver? Yeah, one, two hours. It's probably one. It's like Calgary to Vancouver. Yeah, probably. They probably were fine. Anyway, that happened. It was dumb. (laughs) Especially because she said she wanted something cheap, not fancy. Yeah. Flying plane is not cheap. 
Yeah, I know. I get it. But she, I guess like a lot of the show is but about her adapting joke. to wealth. It's a funny joke that he took her for cheap Chinese food. Best Chinese food. It did make for an amazing visual, though, of the plane just sitting on the tarmac. Like, there's a lot of shots like that where it's like a 10 or 15 second shot of just stillness. Yeah. Which she, I really like. Crystal says she wants her job back because she doesn't see her friends anymore and they act weird around her now. Blake Carrington gets a really weird line of, do I really have to be poor to turn you on? Oh, God, that was so gross. He's talking about, like, this, yeah, again, like, how much do you love me? What percentage? Prove like, you love me. Yes! 100%, she swears. Prove it. Uh, prove you love me. What and does she that proves mean? It. By kissing him? Completely. Yeah, prove you love me means let's bone. Prove you love me means let's bone. That's, that's the name of this episode. There you go. If you ever need to prove it, that's Someone the fastest way. Someone write that down, please. Uh, and here I wrote arrogant prick. Mm-hmm. Yep. That sounds about right. <laughs> he basically is like, do you want me to give me all my money away? And she's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Good, because I just make it back in a year anyway. And then the next year, I double it. Yeah. So we know that he's like a natural born businessman. Uh, he's a narcissist with a fucking egomaniac problem. So true. Uh, who's willing to leave their uh, wedding to fate. That, I swear, I was so <laughs> convinced that was going to be a double... Headed point. Me too. Me too. Okay, so yeah, he says, yeah, heads we get married, tails we don't, because she's freaking out. She doesn't feel comfortable being rich, and it's tails. But then she decides she wants to marry him. Two out of three. Yeah. Because she loves him 100%. And then we get to see all the crazy, (laughs) by boning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the crazy wedding prep. There was, uh, like, a 30-second shot of a fruit platter. Freaking amazing cake. Uh, the cake was yeah. very cool. It was oh a five Oh, my God. It looked amazing. Fallon eats the cake topper, eats the heads eats off. the heads. Yeah. Off the bride and groom that did not look anything like the bride or no, the no. groom. And the wedding planner sees that the cake topper's gone, and he blows a gasket. <laughs> oh, also, the shots of the food being prepared. Uh, it was a frog lime. A li- like a lime that had been cut to look like a frog. Yes. It was like these very elaborate plates, but they all looked like... Uh, Faces. It was like yeah. food for kids. Yeah, I'm like, this is not wedding food. Not even the... But like, why did you put faces on everything? It, it was so weird. It's like when you look through an old Betty Crocker cookbook. Yeah. And the photos are yeah, dated. Yeah, like, the 70s, man. I did like the 70s. apple swans. That was nice. It all, I would have eaten everything there. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it would have looked better in person. It looked like... But the, the lime especially, that made me... When I looked at that, I'm like, that looks like for a kid's party. Oh, yeah. So funny. Food should not have faces on it. Ugh, Amazing. Yeah, that was, well, it was a good break in the middle there to see all their, their wedding plans. And then we have the falling pipes. The accident. We cut back to Walter's uh, new rig, and uh, they just get it started. Everything seems to be going okay, and then suddenly, kapow. This thing snaps. This one thing breaks. Yep. The whole thing crumbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit falls everywhere. And they literally pick him up. And oh. throw him in the back of a truck. Yep. Again, like, no way in a million zillion years should you move that person. I like, thought he was dead. Call an ambulance. Yeah, or I don't know. Or if you're on a site like that, you yeah. don't have any kind of, like, first aid people or safety precautions going on. Nowadays, oh yes. Back then? Crazy. And like, in this universe? When I'm <laughs> looking... universe? Like, yeah. new safety regulations came out of filming this show that to us now seem like, why wouldn't you ever have said that? Like, they made a rule about informing actors up front about open-mouth kissing on this show because of a small aid scare, uh, like, in a later season. But nowadays you're like, yeah, if you're going to have a part and there's going to be, like, open-mouth kissing or nudity, you would know about that up front. 
but in, like for this, it was just like sprung on the actors. Like, hey, today you got to kiss somebody. Yeah. yeah. Well, on TV shows, you never know who you're going to have to kiss because I mean, anyone like at any time. Yeah, but if you if your Here. part is going to necessitate open mouth kissing, open mouth kissing, you do have to be notified ahead. Yeah. Of time. No. Totally. Which is good, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. And by the way, uh, whoever got hit with those pipes, do you think it was Matthew? I, uh, he I have had no idea who it was. He should have been I dead. Thought yeah, I thought him. that the person was dead, but the person was definitely not dead. Because those pipes are, I mean, they don't look heavy here. But... Is that part of your Jonah questions? Because mm-hmm. one of my questions was, like, yeah, was it Matthew? And, like, was there any I was fairly follow? certain it was Matthew. Like, we find out later that the pipe was cut. So do we find, is that one of the Jonah questions about who cut the pipe? Oh, well, it could be. Basically, at the hospital. Well, no, that uh, is said in that scene. Yeah, it was Blake. They all know it was Blake. Like it, the guy comes, shows him the thing, and but Walter it... goes off in a half to con- confront Blake. Like that's stated in that scene. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. Wouldn't Blake like? Isn't Blake invested in this? Like, is it in his best interest? No, I believe they're competing. Like, yes. He's an entrepreneur. But he says that Carrington is the one that staked him, and he has five weeks to prove that there's oil there, mm-hmm. or. He's going to lose the land. So I guess it's better for Blake because then he gets the land. He gets the land and then he can drill himself. Okay. I understand. Thank you. No worries. Uh, (laughs) Really like Walter in this hospital scene, by the way. He really seems to look after his crew. Yeah. He he seems to know his job. Like, it's weird that he doesn't mention Matthew by name and that we don't see his face in that hospital bed, if that isn't. And I don't know why, why, why he is there because... Why Walter's there? No, why um, Matthew's there, because Matthew works for Carrington. Yeah, and he said he wouldn't do it. Yeah. So, there, yeah, there's like a scene there missing. I, I don't know if that was Matthew. I don't think it was Matthew. I think it was just a different worker. But wow. I think that's a conversation in the hospital was Matthew. Uh, you mean in the hospital bed? I yes. Think, no, I think that was um, because Walter refers to him as a person that he's hired. Doesn't refer to him by name. Just he's like, I've hired this guy. His job is to make sure that that part is fine so that everything goes okay. Yeah. Now i got to find out why he didn't do his job. He goes into the room and the guy says, I checked it last night. It was fine. Which confirms to Walter that it was sabotage. Yeah. Uh, I agree. We saw his face and I couldn't tell if it was him or not. And the whole time I was like, I don't know who that is. And then I was watching and watching. And then we saw the guy in the hospital. Like, yes, it's Matthew. I like the, Immediately when I saw his face, I was... Sure, it was Matthew, but I make up things all the time. Well, we'll have to look it up later. Yeah. It is a dynasty mystery. Yes, right it is. Now. It's a weirdly it's shot scene. It's not super scene. important to the donut because nothing in the finale has to do with him being hit with the pipes or with Blake sabotaging their rig. So Yeah, none of this. Blake honestly, almost... Bit bigger Blake problems. I think the only thing that comes back in the finale is Stephen being a homosexual. Well, also there's brief, well, let's, let's get there. Let's get there. Uh, Andy, who is daddy's consigliere, AKA lawyer, gets, Mm um, Crystal to sign a prenup that she doesn't even read. Yeah. She insists on reading it and then they both tell her it's better if she just signs it. Well, she doesn't insist on reading it. She asks if she should read it. Yeah. And And Fallon and her lawyer are both like, well, you're not going to get married if you don't sign it. Fallon's uber bitch. Uh, he says she has a curious sense of humor. I thought that was a good description of her. Yeah. She does have a curious sense of humor. And she calls a prenup a rich man's divorce in advance. Fallon calls it that. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets nothing in case of divorce. Um, I think that, that prenups were probably pretty new around this time. Right. I mean, now it's, 
you know, whenever celebrities get married, we always hear about the prenups and yeah. like what's in them, whatever. And it's pretty standard for people that have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But I think back then that wasn't a thing that most people did. Yeah. I mean, it, divorce wasn't a thing that most people did. So the idea of going so, in with divorce being a possibility is yeah. so, uh, was I mean, it's certainly not something you would do unless you were extremely wealthy for the most part. There's yeah. usually no reason to do it unless one person has, you know, enormous assets and the other person has nothing. Right. Okay, let's talk about Daddy and Steven. Daddy and Steven. That's, they finally come face to face. Steven big, criticizes. Big scene. He wants Steven to stop finding himself and mm-hmm. come and work for him. He gives him a couple of options of jobs he could do. All of them pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, I would take the, the PR job of the three offered. He gets offered to work on the rigs, work at the refinery. Or work PR. Yeah, and he doesn't want to work PR. Which is crazy. He believes his father sold the country out by uh, going for oil in the Middle East Mm -hmm. instead of trying to find it in In the United States. And um, he calls him a windmill pussy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's so many weird things here. Like, (laughs) Blake, uh, he basically, Stephen basically tells Blake that he's, you know, amoral and, and yeah. evil. Yeah, of like... How the hell can any man respect the opinion of a man who put his hands on another man. man? That is Blake retorting to Stephen. Yes. So this is when we find out... I mean, that's the closest they really come in this episode to saying that anything happened. It's a real roundabout way of saying it, too, right? Put yeah. his hands on another man? It sounds like a fight. A sexy uh, fight. Uh, yeah, no, to me, I totally was like... Yeah, in that sentence... He likes boys, and that's why he's hiding out in New York. That's why and his dad... Stephen wasn't aware that he knew. Asked him how he found out if he hired an investigator. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. He just says he knows. He's we like, assume that he hired somebody to do it. Yeah, I, I just assumed it was like a rumor that got back to him. Like they were seen together somewhere by someone that, that he knows. It's just so far away from them. I wouldn't put it past Blake. But you're right. It's possible that he has was having him followed to figure out like what the hell is he doing with his life kind yeah. of thing, right? Like he's trying to find an heir, obviously. Right? He's sort of in that state of mind, which is why he's pushing Fallon to marry Jeff. I definitely also, I think I'm also leaning towards that because I know that in the intervening episodes, he hires somebody to spy on someone else. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So yeah, that's a really rough scene. There's a lot of silence between them. He won't look at Steven. Yeah. And uh, he basically insists that he come back to Denver to straighten out. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, he can't. And even if he could, he doesn't want to. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, like, the, this place no longer sees homosexuality as a disease. As of very recently. Yep. And then we get the, the best line of the whole episode. Well, best slash what the fuck worst. I wrote holy fuck. Uh, <laughs> it was quite surprising. <laughs> you don't usually hear... Would you? Do you have the quote? Uh, yes. I, I don't have the first part of it, but it's like... Uh, I could have endorsed the Stephen Carrington Institute for the Treatment and Study of Faggotry. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to go get married. Yeah. And walks out the door. And that's the end of the episode, pretty much. Yeah. To be continued. And, yeah. yeah. When was the last uh, time you heard the word faggotry? Never. Ever. I've never uh, heard never. anyone say that word out loud, ever. It's, uh... So, I mean... And it was so, like, matter-of-fact. And then he doesn't even give like, him a chance to retort. It's not even anger or sadness. It's, like, disgust. Yeah. You're disgusting. Yeah. It, it was... Yeah. Yeah. 
and that's the end of we get a, well, and then the after that of. we get a we get a beautiful shot of the grounds yes and crystal on a tiny balcony looking beautiful and overlooking these pristine grounds ready to get married yeah but we didn't see it no because we didn't watch the third episode no but she does yes she up they end up getting married so I guess that I feel she's like not that I... attached to Matt. I did some donor questions of my own, but a lot of them got answered. Oh, a lot good. of the, you know what I mean? Like, does she marry him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about episode 15, The Testimony. I just want to say that episode 14 is called Blake Goes to Jail, which is really funny. <laughs> Blake's trial continues. Both Joseph, Claudia, and Crystal have to testify. When Claudia testifies, she has to tell that she had an affair with Stephen, and then Matthew finds out about it. Which is brutal. He makes rebellion in the courtroom, attacks Blake, and has to go to jail. Claudia packs her stuff, runs away, and takes Lindsay with her. Again, this is all about Matthew. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't know why. On the way, they collide and get serious injuries. In the final scene, Jake Dunham calls in a new witness and in walks a mysterious woman. It turns out to be Alexis Morell Carrington, Blake's... And that's the biggest, the biggest thing to happen in this episode. The reveal. What's she doing here? What's going on? My God, that's my mother. Yeah. Well, the first fifteen minutes of this episode feels like they're talking about what happened in the previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. We got so much. It was great for us. Somehow like, oh, look at all this stuff that you're like, uh, we find out Steven. Like, I'm sure they showed all of this in the episode before. Yeah. And it's like a previously on, but it's it's in the episode. It's so fucked up. So we find out Steven testified uh, that Fallon lied during her testimony. Yes. We don't know exactly. Do you have donut question? No. I assume she testified that she saw her father somewhere or he was... Like, gave him an alibi or something? She seems to be testifying in her father's defense. I mean, because basically... But she lied on the stand, right? Well, he says that she did. That's the thing. She admits it, I think, in that scene later on. Oh, she does? Okay. Yeah, basically... she... uh, Yeah. The whole case revolves around uh, Stephen's ex-lover, Ted, is there. Blake finds out about it, storms upstairs to confront him. Nobody seems to really know what happens. And then Ted is dead. Well, I think I think that they do paint a picture. They paint well, a. Stephen was in the room, right? So Stephen, Stephen was in the room. does know. We just didn't see his testimony, so which we, happened right at the end of the last episode. We don't know. I think all we know is that he testified that Fallon was lying about whatever she testified to, mm-hmm. but we don't hear his version of the events. Yeah, we only hear Blake's version of the events, which is utter bullshit obviously like yeah. every like he he's so confused he can't remember what happened and he's a lot of it is him trying to prove that he's not a violent man that he wouldn't commit an act of violence even no, though he what does. they're trying to prove is that steven's not actually gay therefore there's no reason for blake mm-hmm. to kill ted there's a couple things they're trying to prove that the other guy up. they're also trying to prove that he did not like maliciously kill him like with the I'll kill him, or I'll get him. Yes. Makes, they, they were trying, but they totally were trying to prove to, to, that. Makes, that makes sense to me, though, because if they can prove, like, if they're saying that the motive for the murder is homophobia, but if his son, if they can prove that his son's not gay, then it removes motive, which makes it hard to get the conviction for murder, right? Right. 
So it's we the whole oh yeah the whole Korg scene is insane. (laughs) Every time they did something in this episode, I was like, wow, that's that's really groundbreaking. Like this character is accusing this guy of homo. The prosecutor is accusing Blake of homophobia. I'm like, that's really cool. He's explaining what homophobia is. And then the prosecutor, like a minute later, will be like, when they're talking about how the fact that he'd slept with a that Stephen had slept with a prostitute, the prosecutor goes, "Um, any homosexual man can sleep with a woman in the right frame of mind. And I'm like, I I. Don't know, maybe, I guess. The whole what? Thing is so no. crazy. That doesn't make sense. Like trying to get all these women to testify that like they can prove he's not gay because he had sex with them. Like it doesn't prove anything at all. It just Yeah. Anyway. It's uh, nonsense. Yeah. So Ted Denard Ted Denard dated Stephen in New York. Yes. And came back to Denver to convince Stephen to come back to New York with him. Yes. Right. He, I don't have a darn question about this, but he came back before in like episode six or something and uh, visited. But I couldn't find out any more about it at that point. But I think it was just a secret visit at that time. Gotcha. So from what we're told, mm-hmm. Stephen has told Ted that um, he's not interested, was saying goodbye to him. Yeah. And then Blake walked in, Ted came at him, then Blake pushed him. It, it was because he walked in on them having an embrace, which was a goodbye hug, mm-hmm. yeah, as they say, because yeah. they had agreed to separate. They get him to admit on the stand that he thought Ted was trying to seduce his son. Yes. And that's oh. why he was so angry. But I think he claims, we don't know what Stephen said, that Ted attacked him first yes mm-hmm. he pushed ted and ted hit his head on something and died yes but then the prosecutor also says you you watched him bleed to death mm-hmm. so but steven was in the room at that point too we think no I mean, he, he must be he was obviously where else would he be yeah this whole case is just bizarre and i i i'm fairly certain that even as an audience we're not able to tell if it was an accident or not from the way they showed it Okay. So I, I think we, as an audience in this episode, don't think that he flat out killed him. Well, I don't think he, like, I don't think you can ever purposely kill someone by pushing them down and having them hit their head no. on something. No, unless you And that gonna... is what happened. That is not a, a, a way to kill someone. That's uh, just... Unless you, like, push them down the stairs or yes, something. Yes, that, that's even totally then... different, though. Yeah. Pushing someone down the stairs is different from, like... You're coming towards me. I push you, and then you hit your head on something. Well, that's... Or even if I punch you in the face, you fall down and hit your head on something. Like, I wasn't intending for that to happen. No. Could that, though, be a cover for, like, blunt force trauma? Like, does the wound from getting hit on the head with something heavy look the same as a falling and hitting your head on, like, a dresser or something? Well, like again, that? now I think they could tell the difference. Yeah. Then probably not. But again, with Steven being in the room, I think well, we don't know if he disputes those facts. Yeah. Let's see, that's the thing. We don't know what, what Stephen's stance is. I think we would have heard about that if he's claiming that he, like, full-on attacked him with, like, a fire poker or something. Yeah, totally. Ugh. Ugh. This whole case is so dumb. Ugh. <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah, so Fallon tells Stephen it's his fault because he let Ted in the house, so... You invited him to die, she says. Your lover, your dead lover. Oh, Fallon is such a... <laughs> she's a really big jerk in this episode. Blake, yeah. Blake wants to testify... Yeah, I wrote uh, Fallon, still a brat. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What? Blake wants to testify in his own defense, uh, and his lawyer is super opposed to that. Mm-hmm. 
I won't allow it, Blake. I won't let you do it. It's suicide. I'll take my chances on that. I'll take my chances on the jury. After all, it's my right to get up in front of them, tell them my side, what I did or did not do. You're crazy, you know that? Because that is not the way it's done. This isn't your boardroom where you can exercise control. Andrew, you listen to me and you listen well. You are still on my payroll. You still work for me. Crystal, will you try to talk some sense into him? Defendants have been known to say one wrong thing and destroy their own case. I'm sorry, Andrew, but if Blake thinks that's best, I have to go along with him. Oh, sure you do. Have my father screw up his own case, he ends up in jail, you get everything you want. Fallon, watch your mouth. Oh, you stay out of this. You're not part of this family. I don't need Jeff to defend me, Fallon. Tell me something, Crystal. Why did you come back that night? You left my father that afternoon. You were probably off with Matthew Blaisdell anyway. Fallon! You know what I think? I think you came back to pick his bones. This afternoon was a good start. Big lady at the board meeting, gulping down that first bottle of power. Now that is enough. What she did at that meeting was tremendous. I'm, I'm very proud of her for that. Well, I'm not so sure she doesn't believe you did it. What do you believe, Crystal? Now stop it. Damn it. My God, look at us. Uh, so Jeff is with them because Fallon says, shut up. You're not a part of this family. Mm-hmm. So, I know she, she has a question about it, so she can't really say, but do you think Jeff and Fallon are together and she talks to him like that? Or is he, like, working for I think that they're Blake together. now? I think they're together. I think that she's just... Do you think she's still sleeping with Michael? I think she does whatever the hell she wants. I agree. I don't think she cares. I think we're both agreed. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Thank you. Yeah, and that, that was the scene between, at the end of that scene, Jeff and um, Fallon. I think Fallon admits in this scene that she was lying mm-hmm. and that she lost her brother because of it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And she does seem gem- she genuinely upset about that. Yeah. And does ask what she's going to do. And that scene sort of made me wa- really think that Fallon and him were together because she like showed some genuine emotion in front of him. She seems kind of like a, you know, hide your... Hydro pain kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something's got to be going on below the surface there. And then we meet uh, meet uh, Judge Horatio Quinlan. Great name. The Great name, name which they paused on several times. I'm like, how long did a person spend thinking about What's that the name? Perfect name for this. It's judge? a it's it's a perfect name. He so was they did a good job. Ridiculous. It seemed like he had no power None. or control in that courtroom. Even though I agree, he was the boss. The very end, we're waiting for. Um, Blake's ex-wife to show up and it's a secret witness like you can't have secret witnesses that testify the Mm -hmm. other side has to know who's testifying so that they can prepare their case also the judge would know you wouldn't just not say who it is no you everybody yeah and also the the court erupted in laughter like three different times and he just like super nonchalantly banged his what it's called what's it called his gavel. gavel yeah gavel also that was insane yeah, it was insane. Oh, yeah, everyone laughs uh, when they find out that Stephen hung, stayed an extra half hour to sleep with the masseuse. Yeah, which to me it means it takes him longer to come because he's not into fucking girls. Is I that wondered, what everyone else thought? <laughs> I wondered if he even slept with her at all or if he, she's just being paid by his dad to... Right, to say so. But he obviously so is sleeping with Claudia. Like, why is he doing that? Uh, I don't know. I don't so know. No, because that, that's the... Is he trying to get rid of this disease... Yeah, maybe he thought he was just confused. So that's the whole thing. I'm, I'm why? Okay, well, let's get there to is the, no answer. the Claudia thing. But yeah, Joseph 
uh, Anders testifies. He's a servant in the household. He testifies. Well, they try to make him testify to the fact that he heard Blake say that he was going to kill Ted. Yeah. He says, no, that's not what he said. He says, I'll, he said, I'll get him. Mm -hmm. I think that was a lie too, right? Well, no, even later on, it is hard to say because Blake says himself, he doesn't know. He could have possibly said, I'll kill him at that time, at the time. But I think his servant is like lying to protect him because the other, someone else already testified that he did say, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. And then this, his like, you know, right hand man, butler dude is like, no, no, no. He didn't say that. He said, I'll get him. Yeah. So, so I think he, in my humble opinion, that was a lie. I could and, see well, it. Well, the prosecution later comes up with the case against, with his hearing and how he couldn't hear. And that whole thing made me even less. But he proved he could hear. He yes, he, he did. Yeah. I didn't get the feeling he was lying, especially because I know that the show's trying to paint uh, Blake as morally, like he's supposed to be ambiguous. Mm-hmm. So sometimes he's nice, sometimes he's bad. Like he's not supposed to be on one side or the other. Right. So I wondered whole... if we saw that scene, like if you can go back in here, did he say, I'll kill him or I'll get him? I actually am wondering That's... about that too now. I read about all the plot, sum- plot summaries, but I don't know if we saw the death of Ted. The death of Ted. Uh, Crystal testifies for absolutely no reason, basically just to say that he's not never been violent with her, and he does which in is fact false. love his kids. Oh, great! Which is, yeah. false. is that why that was so weird? Uh, yeah, he, uh, I was going to have a donut question about it, but then I did not. Um, in some episode in between, he finds her birth control after he's been trying to have a child with her, and he gets very violent. And I couldn't definitely find out if he physically hurt her. Which I maybe feel like he didn't, but it got violent, it said. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, I don't know what that means exactly, but it, it is possible that he has a violent... Great. She does mention they've been married for 10 months, so we know exactly how much time has passed. Which Thank has goodness. also never happened. Super Another question answered. Yes. So yeah, then the hooker testifies, and um, the lawyer wants to call Claudia... But Blake won't is like no, don't do that. Why do you think Blake's trying to protect Claudia? I have no like, idea. He hates Matthew, right? Like, what did he want Matthew to know that uh, his son's been banging her? It could be he's trying to avoid uh, making things worse with Matthew. They, yeah, like, he is his employee still. We we think. I don't know if he is because yeah. I feel like his name was on the building with the other guy. I think I, after that wedding, he doesn't work for him anymore. Maybe he doesn't want to call her to the stand because she's mentally ill. I mean, he's already gotten people up there to, to say that they've slept with Matthew. Sorry, slept with Stephen. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know what one more person is going to prove. I guess the only real difference is that she's... See, the first person he gets up is a hooker, and therefore her testimony is inadmissible. Yeah. And then the second person they get Dennehy up... Brian says she's a felon. Her testimony is garbage. Totally true. And the next person they get up is mentally ill, and their testimony is pretty unreliable as well. Like, it's two not great witnesses. I don't know. I don't think that's it. I don't... Yeah, I don't know either, but I think there is something. I think he's trying to protect... I think they must have some kind of relationship as well. What, Blake and Claudia? Not, like, like a romantic one. Like a friendship or yeah, family or something. Yeah, some reason why he's protecting her. Because he I doesn't seem to give two shits about his son, and he wants people, everyone to know that he fucks girls. Yeah. And he definitely doesn't care about Matthew. So why is he trying to keep Claudia off the stand? 
We'll never know unless we watch the whole thing. Which... I guess we're going to have to watch the whole thing, guys. Oh, God, it's going to no. happen. Is it going to happen? I might watch another episode tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, Stephen was a frequent customer at the Masseuse. Ugh. And, yes, as we mentioned, I wrote Courtroom Explodes in Laughter because he stayed half an hour over the regular slot time. Which means he really liked the also Did sex. they also laugh after she says anything you like in response to the question, what exactly do you do for a living? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I feel like that they did weird. again. They were trying to make her admit no. that she's actually just a prostitute. Whatever. And not a person that should be believed. So the cops come pick up Claudia, bring her down to testify. She yep. wants to call her husband. She tells Matthew, I loved you, and it's better this way? Yeah. Were you confused about what I was happening I thought she was going to kill her herself. I thought so, that's too. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's this, I also, and I also what I thought, thought Matthew thought she was going to do. She's going to do something horrible. I'm like, yep, she's going to go kill herself. Yeah. And then she just ended up running away with her daughter. I'm like, okay. Oh, I thought they were, she was going to drive them both into a lake. Which, yeah, was that's still... That's what the, I thought was the whole plan of that yeah. whole situation. It seemed like a suicide. I don't path. think it was ever yeah. her plan, and the whole thing was just super poorly executed, because all of us thought she was going to. Yeah, so the building said Lancashire Blaisdell. So that that's that's Walter and Matthew. Right. So clearly they've so done they have the business their own together. Oil company now, which is great because he was like, I don't care about my, you know. Okay, if he's la la. so, I don't think he must work for Blake anymore. Then that could be a reason right there. If uh, like if he's trying to avoid upsetting Matthew, yeah, it sounds like a business thing more than anything. I can't imagine he's got a personal relationship with Blake. Claudia. Yeah, he's Blake's super mad when uh, Claudia takes the stand. She testifies that she met Ted once at a store where she was working. Mm -hmm. He wanted Stephen to come back to New York, which we already talked about. Mm -hmm. Stephen flips out and starts screaming in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you trying to do? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, Matthew walks in just in time for Claudia to admit that she has slept with Stephen several times. Amazing Which is crazy. She does not know how many times. Mrs. Blaisdell, would you say that Stephen Carrington is a thoroughly and totally normal heterosexual partner. Yes, I would. Thank you. No further questions. Sir, would you please find yourself a seat? Sir! Get him out of here. Get him out of here. You had to do it, didn't you, Blake? You had to do it. Why her, Blake? Why her? Get him out of here. Get him out of this courtroom. Claudia! Get him out of here. Claudia! Claudia, don't. Somebody stop her. She's wanting to do something wrong. Don't let her leave. She's wanting to do something. Claudia! Claudia! Uh, So Matt gets up and he just... He slowly walks down to the court and attacks Blake. Yes. And the whole place goes into an uproar. He gets, Matt gets dragged away to jail for the night. Gets arrested. I wrote, tries to kill Mr. C. And Claudia runs off, grabs Lindsay, and and tries to ditch town. There's just a whole lot of emotions. Yeah. Going all over the place. Also, she asked him, did he show any gay signs? Was he totally normal? That was a very sexual partner. Yeah, I wrote that down too. What does that mean? What is, what is totally normal heterosexual partner. partner? What does that mean? Yeah. Thoroughly and totally normal. I would like to meet one of those. Call me if you're a totally normal, thoroughly heterosexual partner. <laughs> um, so Claudia takes Lindsay. How many more? Why her? That didn't make any sense. Did that make sense to you? 
That's what Matthew yells at Blake when he attacks him. How many him. more? How many more? Why her? How many more? How many more? Ugh. Somebody stop her. She's going to do something wrong, but that's it. It was Spencer. But how many more? Mm-hmm. Why her? More women in my life? Are you going to ruin? Yeah. Crystal? Yeah, that can make sense. Maybe. That makes sense. It takes away all... Yeah. Both, of, it, both of his women? But again, he was against that, right? He didn't even want that to happen. Yeah, the whole thing. I also, don't know. like, it, it made no sense. Again, like, why do we need to keep testifying that he's a normal, heterosexual person? That has nothing to do with <laughs> anything at all. It's fucking crazy. So then we get the backstory on Mama Carrington, yep. who apparently left 16 years ago. Long time. So if we're saying that completely skipped Stephen and Fallon are like in their mid twenties, they would have been like little kids, right? Ten when she yeah. left, maybe. How did Blake get Fallon through the lady times? Blake's a better father than Matthew. <laughs> He's much more competent. Yeah, Blake probably hired someone. That's exactly yeah. it. Yes, uh, we His find out Stephen decided to work at the refinery. He makes 250 bucks a week. Which he does say business. Oh, wait. No, sorry. That's hmm. Blake testifies that he tried to protect him from an abnormal life. Ugh. Which he was obviously turning away from when Ted showed up to ruin it. Yeah, he was uh, making real progress. Ted was uninvited. That's that's the most important part. Yeah. So, yeah. He said this is when he testifies. Like, he came at me. I was so confused. And then his lawyer pretends to punch him in the face. Yeah. Stephen, by the way, thoroughly uncomfortable through all of this. Like, he's just off at the side of the courtroom looking very annoyed and ashamed and Yeah, but then he goes into the, like, um, goes into the whole spiel about the bedroom and the memories and, like, my son, I brought him home here the first night and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that was the part that pissed me off because, like, Fallon was crying and the whole audience was like, you're right. Like, he wasn't even saying anything substantial. Being gay did ruin his life, and it's ruined your life, too, because gay people can't have children, and everything's ruined. Like, it just, I wanted to yeah, jump back in time, and, like, I just, the, I can't believe what people had to go through. That just, night, he only remembers seeing the room itself. <sighs> can't have a baby. Too gay. Yeah, this this uh, testimony would never fly today. I don't think it would fly. Reaction of audience is disgusting. Yeah. Sympathy. <laughs> Sympathy. And that, my favorite, favorite part of this whole final episode was when Brian Dennehy is like, have you talked to Ted's parents about huh. how they feel about his bedroom? Yeah. Like, no one is talking about this man that you murdered in cold blood because he hugged your son. For the crime of hugging is why you killed him. Dennehy's the best part of this episode. Yeah. He, he's, he's really good at he's this. He's a good actor. He's a good Very actor. down-to-earth yeah. acting. Yeah, and he feels competent, like, as a prosecutor. I, I liked him. I yeah. liked. Yeah. I was hoping we'd see more of him. I, I'm glad at least in season two we'll see more of him. Right. He's going to stick around a little. Oh, does he? Well, we've got to open right back up on the going. trial. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So, uh, Lynn, uh, yeah, Claudia. Yeah, and Lindsay still driving. And as... Lindsay doesn't want to go. And as they round a curve in the road, someone is passing. It's a Fuck. one of those old-fashioned two-lane mountain highways, so she gets forced off the corner. Directly in a corner, are they side by side? Mm-hmm. And then there's also a, a there's woman. also a car parked there, so there's no safety net. Yeah, with a open hood on her car, waving down 
What's her face? Claudia. Claudia. And neither neither of the people passing are seeing her or stopping or anything. So she swerves off the road. Also, why the car. If, when there's a car on the side of the road that's like broken down, would you choose that moment to pass a second car? Yes, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just so ludicrous. So yeah, they like, completely fly over the car like A team style. Yeah, they are completely flipped. She was also like speeding like a well, she is crazy. Yeah, yeah. and she's, she's panicking, and super and flipping crazy. Out. She's trying to get. Oh, she like literally run away before anyone catches All her. All of these after scenes felt very frantic too. All of the. Well, yeah, because she's probably bipolar. Yeah. I guess that's what and we now have. she's probably off her meds because she's doing yeah. great now. It's been ten months. Yeah, been off for eight months. She's doing great. And then we go to Matthew in the jail, who is receives a phone call. No, we did. Did we even go over the spectacular crash that they showed us? No. Well, yes, it flies over like the A team. I did. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what we were just over. talking about. Yes, but the, like they even go into slow motion, and then the back of the thing is crushed. It's it was yeah. Crazy. Also, the daughter does a spin in the car. Like and she screams. flies backwards screaming like that's going to protect her. At the her top of something. her lungs. It's very Bananas. silly. And yet Matthew uh, is uh, is gets out of jail. He gets out of jail because You've his wife... you got to let me out of here. Sure, yeah, of course. Of course, because he gets a phone call saying that his wife and daughter are in serious condition of the hospital. So we know they're not dead yes, yet. Both alive so far. Talk I let him out because he says so. Yeah. Sure, of course, I wrote. And I was... I thought he didn't let him out, and I went back, and it was like, oh my god, he's also, literally just Also, in the final door. scene, the crowd in the courtroom gasped before the door opened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why would they gasp? Nobody knows who the hell this woman is. Also, it's, well, I think they probably do know who she is from, like, back in the day. Yeah. But she's wearing a full veil over her face, so they can't see her. Which is a good idea, because they but, didn't cast the part yet. Well, I assume that. Yeah. Exactly. So it's being played by... They do that a lot a... on finales. So, because it's like, you don't want to pay someone or do all that work, but mm-hmm. you can have your whole summer to deal with it. <laughs> but the, the the gasp came before the doors opened. It's, it's great. Yeah, mind-boggling. Who is, like, doing the sound on this? You know? I don't know. Well, that's it. That's and then, then we get to these, like, moving freeze frames and all the characters. Oh, my God! Thank you for mentioning that. Oh, that yeah. was so awful. No, it was phenomenal. I, I love no, it. No, it wasn't! It was, it was so great. The credits... It was insanely... Fucking crazy! I've and never seen like, it before. The, I was so not happy. Only, they, they did like her. Oh my god! I'm freaking out. That was. <laughs> oh my god, Crystal! She did like a hair swipe yeah. and pause. Yes. Hair swipe and pause. pause. I wish they did this for all shows. It, it was, was really cool. So I loved great. it. Ridiculous. Yeah, I hated this show. Yeah. All right. I ended my notes were phenomenal. Oh my god. Oh my god. I wrote mom. Explanation mark. Freeze frame reactions. Yeah. <laughs> Exclamation mark. All right, it's quiz yeah. time. Let's quiz. do this. Quiz time. Super fun time. Jam through the quiz so I can eat this donut. Five questions. Okay, Please. Go. One. In part two, in part two, the last we see of Walter is him driving off, presumably to confront Blake, whom he blames for the accident. What is the outcome? A. Walter crashes his car into the mansion, preventing the wedding from finishing. Amazing. B. Walter and Blake fight. Matthew chooses Walter's side and is subsequently fired. Mm-hmm. C. The sabotage discovery was a trick. Walter's tempered with car crashes and explodes with him in it. <laughs> or D. He calms down before confronting Blake and strategically plots his revenge. I'm going to say D. I'm going to say B. We know it's not C. It is B. Uh, because he gets fired. Oh, but hey, that proves that Matthew isn't the guy in the hospital. He comes out, he shows up, 
But I thought about that. But I thought about that as well, still thinking that he was the guy in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Uh, question number two. Hannah's up one point. I almost said D as well. D was a solid answer. <laughs> uh, two. Episode five, titled The Dinner Party. A whole lot of stuff happens. <laughs> Thanks. Which is not one of the plot lines. A. Stephen and Claudia meet and get along very well. B. Matthew tells Crystal that he is still in love with her. C. Blake is cornered into admitting the sabotage. Or D. Fallon makes a deal with her future husband's father. I think D. C. C is correct. Oh! And it is now up two points. I was really expecting, after all that set up in episode one about Fallon and the new... Well, all right. Yeah. It did happen. She's saying which one didn't happen. Did oh, not. did not happen. Did not happen. I see. Three of these happened. Okay, my bad. Including Fallon making a deal. Well, I'm glad uh, that I was right about that. With her future husband, Jeff, who she marries uh, an episode later in episode six. So they're married? Yep. When she talks to yep. him about not being part of the family? Yep. That's crazy. Bird. Does she still keep sleeping with Michael? Uh, let's continue. Okay, we'll find um, out later. What does Stephen do following the wedding? A. Accepts a job offer from Walter. B. Returns to New York, only returning after Fallon requests it. C. Has a brief alcohol problem. Or D. Goes to work for his father, submitting to Blake's demands. I'm going to keep going on my streak here and say D, because it seems like we know that he has the job. Yeah. We'll so sooner or later. D as well. Both incorrect. See? It is A. He accepts a job from Walter. Oh! Immediately after. Interesting. And he has it for at least half of the first season. I like that move. Yeah, he's got some spine. Yes, he does. Good for you, Steven. Go, Steven. Yes, he does. And I may have just ruined one of my own questions, and I apologize if I did. That's fine. Uh, Yeah, anyway. Fallon is no longer sleeping with Michael in the finale. Why? A. Fallon got married and spurned him. B. Because he told Blake about her business plans. C. Michael and Stephen went to the massage parlor together and he slept with a prostitute. Or D. Fallon got bored and moved on. (laughs) I think all of those could be true. Yeah, any of them could be right. I'm going to stick with D, though. (laughs) I'm going to say A. Yes. Ah! (laughs) It's A. The one I just ruined. But if you hadn't said that, I know, and I I realized that as well. That any of those could be the answer. I should have. I should have prevented myself. The donut is officially Hannah's. Yes. What's the last question? There is one more question plus a bonus question. After a second sabotage by Blake on his rival oil rig, Matthew is in financial need. How does he get the money to get the operation back on track? A. He uses the money he saved to pay for his wife's no longer necessary treatment. B. He proves that Blake paid one of his workers to do it and brings him to justice. C. Stephen steals it from his father and gives it to Matthew. Or D, Crystal pawns a necklace and, and gives him the money. I think it's D. Me too. It is D. Yes. She pawns the necklace. You were correct once with a D. That's great. I Bonus only need question one. being, do Crystal and Matthew sleep together in the intervening time? In the donut. In the donut. Please call it the donut. Yeah. I'm opening my donut right now. I'm going to say yes. I agree. I it hope is. they do. Yes. It is. Good. <laughs> I was like, it is? It's not an answer. Whoa. What kind of donut is that? It's got like pecans on top and whipped cream. Mm-hmm. And it smells like um, sugar. It is 
a Blackberry Bismarck. Mm, Blackberry Bismarck. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I paid such good attention to Dynasty. Yes. I think you got four out of five. Before we choose our next show, do you guys want to recommend Dynasty? Because Absolutely. I yeah. want to say no. Full on. Uh, I thought Oral. it was a really interesting show, and I... I enjoyed it. If I enjoyed watching. We could watching go back. It. And There's a possibility sh- I will watch this. Shift the perspective. Yeah, I would be on board. That's fair. It was quite a train wreck. Everybody believes the wrong things. Yeah, everyone believes the wrong things. Yeah, I see it as like a time capsule, but it's just like it uh, is capsule to hell. I love the style. I think I would be less interested as it went on. The later we get into the eighties, I think I agree. The further away from the seventies. But uh, I would at least want to watch. Closer to the 90s. There's only yeah, one brief exactly. thing I want to mention. At the yeah. time when it was uh, number one, it was in season five. Wow. And uh, the, it's one of the greatest cliffhangers of all time is considered at the end of season five, uh, where they're all at a wedding in, uh, Moldovia. in Moldovia, the Moldovian massacre. And it appears at the end of this cliffhanger that everyone's dead. Everyone is dead. Yeah, I heard about that. Well, this season one cliffhanger was amazing. With her walking in. Yeah. I thought that was a real... Well, that and the car accident. Like, we're not supposed... Yeah, that's true. We're not really supposed to talk about post-finale. No. But, like, what is she there to testify to? That he's a violent man. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that's why she left? And do you want that's to know the outcome? abandoned her children. Of his Probably. trial? Well, obviously, he gets off. He goes to jail for two years. What? Wow. That's and do we jump ahead time, or That's, do we see him in jail for two years? I don't find out the answer for that, but wow. he, he gets sentenced and spends two, two years, years for in jail. murder. Or for manslaughter? Yeah, so. it would yeah. be manslaughter. Okay, well, once you guys are done, you tell me what happens. Okay, so that's all I care to hear about okay. is your version of it. I'll fill you in. All it's right. a great time. Let's uh, let's find out what next great time is going to be. All I right, I'm ready to find out about it. Okay, one and nine hundred and seventy-six. I'm going with ninety-seven. Good grief! My number, literally, I was thinking was one hundred and two, which is literally five numbers off from That's your perfect. number. That's I'm perfect. not. Yeah, I'm no. going to stick with it. Let's do it. I'm sticking with it. Let's see what happens. Going way high up. I was thinking you were going to go high this time. Well, so it usually says six six six. I say that like one in seven times. Oh my god! Oh my god! 97 is a little show that I personally love very much. Okay. Called Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. And 102 is a show called Missing. Missing. That sounds familiar. It does sound it's, familiar. It's uh, 2012. It's it's pretty much a procedural, sort of like a criminalized. Oh, well, we could do the other one. Thing. Either one of those is uh, fine with me. Is it my donut? Yes. Well, then we should do... We should do uh, Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. I've seen it, so yeah. that'll be easier, I think. That's... Well, I mean, actually, it doesn't matter to me. I've heard oh, good things the, the about the show. 2012 one is only 2012. Yeah, I don't think it was on for very long. There's two Sarah Connor was on for two seasons, I think. They also canceled it way before they should have. And Missing would have been Ashley Judge and Cliff Curtis. Oh, was currently on the Walking Dead. That's yeah. all right. I like the sound of this. We haven't done a sci-fi show in a while, so this would be kind of cool. Yeah. That's true. Terminator. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board. Okay. Well, Thanks. tune in next time. Check out Dynasty. Uh, prepare yourself for some old opinions. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> it is. Go back and watch more. I time. had a really Very good time old. watching it. You guys are crazy. It's a historical document. All right, guys. My super entertaining. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank yes. you. Goodbye. Bye.